0: Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. everyone to 30 screams or less a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less uh we don't have a movie today so thank you everyone good night no i'm kidding i'm kidding actually we wanted to do something a little different we want to talk about the horror convention we actually just went to called silver scream con so we wanted to do a little recap of it tell y'all what we did um the ridiculous stuff we got into the awesome panels and all that good stuff But we'll do it the same exact way. 30 Screams or Less starts now. Corey, what did you think of Silver Scream Con?
1: I think you should start first because you were there before me.
0: You're right. I was.
1: Tell us what you thought of day one of Silver Scream Con when I was not there.
0: Oh, you know what? Yeah, we'll go a little backwards this time. Fuck it. So yeah, Corey mistakenly thought that the press passes that we somehow got didn't apply to Friday, only Saturday and Sunday. So I couldn't get the press pass at first. So what I had is I had like your general weekend pass. And so I went on Friday. I had a mission. I'm like, I want to meet Skeet Ulrich. I want to get his autograph, get a photo with him. It's going to be fucking sick. So got in line. And this line must have been like 200 plus people deep. Easy. So just waiting, I think maybe an hour, hour and a half until I got to like the very front where I was ready to meet him. And all of a sudden they just fucking cut me off. Right. And like one person in front of me cut us off. Oh, Skeet Ulrich has to do a panel now. He'll be back in over an hour. I'm like, what the fuck? So, and the thing is, I wanted to go to that panel because, you know, he was talking about all sorts of scream shit and like talking about his uh, career in Hollywood and, you know, a lot of things like that, like his time on Riverdale, all that shit. So I decided I'm just going to get out of line because I don't want to have to wait another hour plus in one single spot just for someone to return. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to that panel. I'll come back, and I'll just get in line again, whatever it is what it is. So go and check out the panel. He's talking all about his career in Hollywood. He's talking about how he was a single father, and it's uh, the reason why he kind of didn't become a bigger actor going into bigger movies, shit like that, because he wanted to focus a lot of his time on his daughters and stay as close to them as possible. So he kind of sacrificed his career, uh, the majority of his movie career to be with his family, which is commendable.
1: What a pussy.
0: Bitch. What a bitch. What <laughs> a bitch. So, so
1: his, his panel, did he, you said he talked about Riverdale. I actually like Riverdale a lot until like the last couple of seasons where I never finished it, but did he talk a lot about it?
0: No, he talked a little about it. I think most people were interested in hearing um, about Skeet Ulrich himself and hearing about you know, the Scream franchise. So a lot of people were asking about that. Uh there was someone that brought up a weird ass random role that he was in and he's like he borderline forgot he was in it. Oh shit. He's like, what? But it was, was so it? I couldn't remember because it was so fucking random. It was like I think he was a like a kid or something. Actually I think he was he beat out someone for the role. I think I don't know if it was like Johnny Depp or Brad Pitt. Actually, I think it might have been Brad Pitt. He beat out for the role. And I think what was the movie called? Boys? Does that sound right?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm on his um IMDB right now. He was an extra in Weekend at Bernie's. We didn't meet what's his face? Uh Terry Kaiser, but we saw him.
0: Yeah, we saw him. I didn't meet him because he didn't have his mustache.
1: Boys, you're right.
0: Yeah, okay. All right. So he was in Boys and The girl uh, that asked him the question, I don't remember what the question was, but uh, asked him something about it. And he was talking about how he got the role. He uh, read for it, didn't get it at first. And then apparently, um, I think it was Brad Pitt passed on it. It was either Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, something like that. So they called him up and he got the role. So not bad. I've never seen it.
1: So Boys actually has um, Winona Ryder. Yeah. It's pretty stack-assed. John C. Riley.
0: Oh yeah. He was talking about him and he was talking about this story where he was at a club and like all hell broke loose. A friggin' a giant fight broke out. Uh, some people came in with like guns and stuff and him and John C. Riley were in an elevator just trying to get the fuck out of there. And that's the last he saw of John C. Riley for a very long time. But then he bumped into him again one day. And the first thing John C. Riley said to him was like, Remember that night where there like this massive brawl broke out?
1: So I just read a review on it. Yeah. Worst film I've ever seen.
0: Woo! That's uh that's rough. I don't know about that. I've seen some pretty bad ones. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well I accidentally uh... saw Magic Mike last dance. By accident on the airplane. Accidentally, huh? So
1: somebody held you down and made you watch it?
0: Basically, I had nothing to listen to, nothing to watch, and the Wi-Fi was down. So all that was in front of me was some lady watching this, and probably the worst premise of a movie I've ever heard in my life. Okay. It's so dumb. It's... Super fish out of water uh, man who's gonna stand his ground and do his dance thing, and then some lady's life gets ruined over it. And it's like, I don't care. I used to be rich, but I'm fine now because I'm in love. That type <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> okay. That's the premise of Magic Mike Last Dance. So, but um.
1: so Steve, tell us how you feel about Catherine Corcoran.
0: I have such a crush on her now. I saw her in person. I'm like, oh my god, she's such a babe. She's so gorgeous. You have and, no shot. Yeah, I have a uh, slim chance. I think the only chance I have is if this podcast gets big, then I could be like,
1: "Hi, we met at Silver Screen Con in 2023.
0: Remember me?" Nope, I was too afraid to meet her. I'm like, she's too good looking for me. <laughs> but, but um, back to day one. By the way, uh, no Tom Savini. That's that sucked because I was adamant on bringing my Jason COVID mask there and having him sign it, but he just backed out last second, like That's, day of. Backed I guess it sucks too because I guess he's got a reputation of doing that. Why? Why even agree then? Like, why mm, not, not be know. like, eh, "Not my thing. I don't like to do the conventions." He was at
1: um Rock and Shock one year when I was there.
0: Oh, he actually showed up.
1: Yeah, he showed up for payday. Then
0: no shit. Wow. Uh, well, Rock and Shock was it was bigger, right?
1: Oh, yeah. They had the, I mean, it's very similar. They have a convention and a concert.
0: Yeah. And um, I thought that's basically, it's kind of like your Rock and Shock, except your concert is Ice Nine Kills, whereas Rock and Shock is like two days of concerts. One of them being primarily Juggalo heavy. Yeah. They usually uh, go home early. Uh, don't blame you. I'm, I'm all set with Insane Clown Posse. I'm not down with the clown. No. No, I hear that um, the uh, Gathering of the Juggalos is fun though.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll take your word for it.
0: I've never been. I know there was an episode of Workaholics where they were at the Gathering of the Juggalos. You're right. Uh, yep, that show's great. By the way, I haven't watched it in a while, but he's they like they were
1: supposed to do a movie, but it got canceled.
0: Not surprised. They had that movie though, where they were like all together and they were working as uh, busboys or something in a hotel, and it got taken hostage. It was like kind of like Die Hard yes yeah Yeah, it was on netflix
1: right
0: yeah it was a netflix original it was not bad it was funny you know it had its moments Mm -hmm. but they they should have called it like workaholics game game Uh, over man yeah game over man that's it but i thought it was okay um oh yeah while i wasn't falling in love with uh catherine cochran uh this festival needs some work i know it's the second festival or second con needs some work the reason being is that literally anyone can just walk in and just walk around. No big deal. No tickets were checked whatsoever.
1: I think the last day is the first time I saw someone sitting at the, uh, they had like, that staff. Remember they, those people came up to us after breakfast at Asus we waiting to meet Spencer. And they're like, oh yeah, you'd be this such and such a line. And you made a comment. You were like, oh, they didn't do that the other day. And she goes, oh, well, we just thought of it today.
0: Of course, the last day where it's not as busy. Here's what happened. And here's why that would have been a great idea on Friday. So remember how I was saying I was in line for like an hour and a half to meet Skeet Ulrich. And then he decides, you know, time to go to the panel. He'll be back in over an hour. I decided to step out of line because I'm not waiting. And I wanted to go check out that panel. And when I got back, I saw that the line was significantly smaller. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll just get back in line. It's whatever. Okay. So I get back in line. And then one of those security, I guess, security or just people work in the event. I don't know. Volunteers, maybe? Who knows? Yeah, probably volunteers. Yeah, probably volunteers. They get free tickets in and they go to the concert. Who knows? So he comes up to me and he's like, were you here? I'm like, uh, I was here earlier waiting, and I just got back in line. He's like, "Uh, well, you're gonna have to go to the back of the line." I'm like, "What the hell for?" And he's like, "Well, I can't have you cutting people." I'm like, "Who did I cut?" I, I didn't. I don't think I cut anyone. And he's like, he talks to the girls in front of me. He's like, "Was this kid in line?" And they're like, "Yeah, he was in line." And this guy just immediately is like, "Dude." dude i'm so sorry I, he's like i i just didn't realize and he's like please forgive me i'm like okay it's fine just don't make me go to the fucking back of the line dude i would have um, got up there and been
1: like dude you tell skeet not to charge me for this because you're. i know up.
0: yeah exactly right so uh i think i waited like a half hour uh it wasn't too bad from where i was so I waited like a half hour again to meet skeet Ulrich, and finally the time comes get my autograph and get my photo with skeet Ulrich. he i was wearing my 30 screams of less hat because i had to do some shameless promotion and he's like dude what is that and i'm like oh this is 30 screams of less my podcast and he's like oh that's fucking awesome i'm like sweet so we're best friends now uh he's gonna be oh, on yeah? the podcast later
1: oh shit i'm I, damn what surprise
0: yeah i know now uh who knows maybe i can hit up his press and be like hey yo uh we can do the three minute thing if you want
1: That's kind of cool that he asked if what it was.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he was so damn cool. Uh, You would think that when you're meeting someone of that stature, because he's obviously very famous. A lot of people know him as the OG Ghostface. That and Matthew Lillard. So meeting him was a kind of a big deal i was a little bit starstruck honestly usually i'm perfectly fine when it comes to like meeting famous people or whatever but this time i was like uh hey yeah i would have
1: froze up too i really wanted to the second day or or third stand in line to meet him but uh, Uh, i've had i had enough lines at that point
0: i don't blame you there was it was quite the long line but he was so damn cool uh you know gave me a big hug at the end i'm like dude you don't have to do this this is awesome so uh yeah we're best friends now
1: Glad to hear it. I can't wait to talk yeah. to him later on the podcast.
0: And then he'll be like, who? I don't remember that. I don't know. I hugged all sorts of people that day. No, but he literally took time to talk to every single person and give them a the big hug at the end. That's a class act right there.
1: He seems like a good guy. Yeah.
0: Five out of five experience meeting Skeet Ulrich. That's what I got all to say right. about that. Cool. Yeah, so, so, yeah, that, like, for me, it was just me forever alone at this con. Actually, I bumped into Patty and her friend and uh, talked to them a little bit. But ultimately, I was just kind of walking around uh, a little bit. The majority of that was spent in line and checking out that one panel. Day two is when everything kind of starting to kick off. And that's when Corey finally came into the mix. So, Corey, tell me about day two.
1: Well, I mean, we basically we met at the hotel, which we ended up getting. It was a, unfortunately a half hour away from the convention. But we met at the hotel, checked in uh put our 30 screams or less gear on and headed to the convention um it was pretty cool because we walked up to the registration booth together at the time where we thought we had one press pass and uh we ended up meeting like the head of social media or something yeah and he like asked us who we were and we told him he goes, oh, I've heard of you guys. You guys are newer, right? And I was like, yeah, we, you know, we start in December. And he was like, how many passes do you need? And I was like, two. And he goes, all right, give him two. And he and he gave Steve a pass. So Steve ended up with a press pass too because uh, of this guy David that we met, who was fucking awesome, who knew who we were. It was crazy.
0: It is crazy. He was an awesome dude, and you know, I didn't need the press pass. I just wanted it for clout. I just wanted to walk around and be like, yeah, of yeah.
1: I mean, it really doesn't get you anything other than clout and uh, free entry.
0: Yeah, exactly. I figured, hey, we worked hard enough on 30 Screams or Less. We should both get a pass.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they were they were really cool, and they uh, they hooked Steve up with one. So Yeah. yeah and uh, we got our passes, and the very first thing we did was run to the convention hall, or the um, the panel room, because the Silent Night, Deadly Night panel was about to begin. And they had Robert Brian Wilson, which was OG Santa Claus, and Eric Freeman, which was Santa Claus from the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sat in on this panel, and it was fucking awesome, because I'm a huge fan of the original. Second one's okay. Day. I, I wish I brought my vinyl just so I could have Robert sign it. It is what it is. I don't want to carry it around all all day. But yeah, we sat in on that panel. Uh, every panel was about an hour long. So we sat in on that one and then we didn't move from our seats when they ended because then they did the Who's Laughing Now panel, mm-hmm. which was Jenna Connell, Catherine Corcoran, and the Voisey from Terrifier 1 and 2. And... That was one I was really excited about and was not let down. What'd you think that one?
0: I thought it was great. However, they didn't talk enough about Terrifier.
1: They didn't, didn't. And I feel like the host kinda neglected Leah a lot. He would let Jenna and Catherine talk and then just go to a different question and wouldn't let Leah answer.
0: I noticed that. I noticed that like two of them had the the blunt of the talking, whereas Leah was kind of just hanging around waiting. It seemed like she was just like, will someone talk to me so I don't have to just sing the Clown Cafe song?
1: What somebody asked her to do, and she was so awesome and did it in front of everyone. She sang Clown Cafe.
0: I love that. It was great. Yeah, I loved it too. She's, she's got such a great voice. So hearing her do that in person, I just thought it was so cool because- uh, i mean you love it in the movie it's great you don't expect it to be that awesome like in person too is it acapella like where she's just yeah. a person saying yeah acapella i thought that was really cool but she's like you're all gonna like do this with me right and everyone's like yeah and it was no just her. Like, no one did everyone just <laughs> bitched out no one like clapped their hands no one sang i'm like i don't want to be the only asshole that's fucking doing it i feel like that'd be weird <laughs> Well, who knows maybe if i did then uh probably would have gotten everyone else to
1: yeah there had to be one, like at least one person that started it and then maybe everyone else would have joined but no one did it
0: nope nope they just all watched her and didn't even clap no uh clapping on time nothing it was like wow poor leah but she was great uh you know uh, it was awesome hearing that so yeah
1: i love that and then like after this is when we went and started like just walking around the show meeting people Um, Yeah. The first person we went and met was Alex Vincent, who I don't even know. He was a, he seemed nice enough, but he was, didn't know where he was.
0: Nope, not at all. He was on another planet. He was, uh, that dude smokes a ton of weed, a ton. And then later on in the evening, we saw him drinking and he almost ate shit, uh, just walking. I'm like, oh my God, wow. So for those of you who don't know, Alex Vincent is the kid that was in, child's play 1 and 2 and then uh in the later movies where he plays Andy still just an older version.
1: Dude, he's basically been in every single one of them, including the show that's on right now.
0: Yeah, he's in the show. Yeah, he couldn't talk much about that too because of the strike.
1: No, I tried talking to him about it and he was like, "You know, like that's what everyone even during the panels, people would ask, like, who did they ask um they asked somebody in a Terrifier panel about uh, Terrifier 3. The moderator cut the person off and they were like, uh, just so you guys know, they really can't answer anything about like future projects because of the strike. Yeah. And yeah. Alex did the same thing when I brought up season three of Chucky, which comes out next month.
0: And you know what? So underwhelming meeting him. You had like those sick shoes on. They were
1: custom Nike dunks that I had made. And I was like, yeah. hey, dude, I was showing him. I'm like, oh yeah, check out these shoes I wore. And he's like, oh yeah, those are cool. I have a pair just like that.
0: Cool. Thanks, bro.
1: But yeah, I yeah. was trying to
0: show you something and awesome. When and he I was charging
1: work. He was charging the most for pictures and autographs.
0: Yeah, a little, uh, a little bit much. So Alex Vincent, uh, three out of five. Three, three to five, five dead kids. kids. Three to five dead kids. I
1: wish Chucky did get his body. I know. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm still, I'm still a huge fan. I'm, I, I he was my, my fanboy moment, similar to you with Skeet, but uh, Andy or Alex had no idea where he was. So it
0: was kind of easier for me. Yeah, because he didn't have to like interact with you too much. He's just like, oh yeah, I'll take a photo, okay. And yeah. then I, ha- yeah, and then I had my my next fanboy moment, which was meeting C.J. Graham. Oh
1: my god, dude! Yes, that 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 one also was. That was my my second. I, actually, you know what? That was my highlight. Was the person I met was C.J. Graham?
0: He was so cool. He was, he was so cool.
1: Damn cool. He fucking yelled at me. It was cool. Uh, yes. I'm not even mad about it.
0: I mean. When you're walking over and he yells at you and says, "Put your pants back on!" Like,
1: so a little context for listeners here.
0: No context, just leave it as that.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's all you get. Let's move on to the next part.
0: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Elaborate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so C.J. Graham played Jason Voorhees in part six, and I have Jason' uh, his hockey mask tattooed on my kneecap, and we use that Jason as sort of the inspiration. So, like, when he's at the bottom of the lake and he's got the chain around his neck. Anyways, I went to show CJ Graham, like I lifted the like up on my shorts, and he's like, put your fucking pants back on. And then he's just like, I'm just kidding, man. He goes, does that hurt? I'm like, yeah, dude, it fucking sucked. It's my knee. And he was on it for eight hours. And I don't remember what he said, but he was just like, you know, more power to you, man.
0: Yeah, he was.
1: That guy was hysterical, by the way. He was. And he was so cool. Like, he just had a conversation. Like, we talked about the movies with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And even even when we saw them later on in the, uh, which... think we get to later oh yeah because it happened in day three uh the panel we did a panel with him and tom morga on day three just i could listen to cj graham talk for hours
0: oh yeah he was hysterical uh i mean we'll talk about the whole panel thing but just like he's a guy i feel like i would love to have a glass of whiskey with Mm -hmm. yeah just go out and be like cj let's go out tonight we'll get some fucking whiskey and we'll smoke some cigars or something and he'd probably be like all right let's go
1: yeah, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't even question
0: it. Nope, he would just fucking do it, and that's how cool he was. And I, when I took a photo with him, he manhandled me again because he <laughs> man <manhandled, laughs> he manhandled me as Spooky Empire when I took a photo of him and I in his old Jason getup, and like it was uh, in costume, and he manhandled me then. And this time, I just wanted a photo with him alone without the whole getup, and he still manhandled me. He just pulled me close, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is so fucking big. He can easily just break me in half right now.
1: So I've met three Jasons in my lifetime, and Kane Hodder. Have you met Kane? Not yet. You haven't met anyone that fucking manhandles you yet, but <laughs> I will I will say Kane Hodder, and then CJ Graham, and then uh, Derek Mears. Derek okay. Mears is, actually doesn't manhandle you. Kane Hodder actually fucking chokes you. I never forget it. When I met him one year, and shock, he just looks at me and he goes, I'm actually going to squeeze when he he puts his hand around your throat for all photos. And he (laughs) goes, I'm actually going to squeeze you. And he
0: did. And I legit couldn't fucking breathe. I saw that photo. You're just like, you look like petrified, but it's like it's awesome at the same time. You can't <laughs> just you can't smile when someone's strangling you to death.
1: Uh, yeah, especially when it's a, a man who played Jason Voorhees.
0: Yeah, so it was awesome uh, meeting C.J. Graham. I would definitely meet him again. Five out of five.
1: Actually, you know what? I forgot Tom Margo was there. We didn't really meet him, but we saw him. He also yeah, played was- Jason. Wait, he played Jason, Letterface, and Michael Myers, and he's the only person to ever play the three slashers.
0: Yeah, that should be a Guinness World Record right there. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, it's not really recognized, though, because in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, he was more of a stunt double for Leatherface, but he technically played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because he was the one on the back of the truck fucking riding and being the maniac as it's moving, you know, and um, I guess when they slammed the brakes in the truck, he went flying forward. And that's the shot that they have in the movie. So yep. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Also, very nuts. Uh, CJ was also talking, I love this. He was talking about the stunt of being underwater. That was crazy. You yeah. know, where with the chain, like the chain around the neck. And he's like, you can't see shit. And it's like a full blown chain on you. And- yeah,
1: I love that because there was someone in the crowd that asked him what his like, what, what has he done where he was very close to death? And he brought that up about being chained to the bottom of an Olympic-sized pool with cinder blocks tied to his feet and a fucking real chain around his
0: neck. Insane. That is such a fucking dangerous stunt. If you think about it, there's so much room for error.
1: Yeah, and he said, he, like you said, he was in the dark, and um, all he could hear was clicking of the cameras while he's underwater.
0: Yeah, so all he's doing is, like, you know, just kind of standing there and you know, fighting a little bit. But, you know, as Jason, you're not supposed to be like, oh, fuck, you know, you're scared or anything like that. So he's just you see him struggling like you do in the movie. And that takes a lot of talent to not be freaking out. I feel like I would be losing my shit underwater if I'm chained like that. I would be like, I wouldn't know how to fucking breathe properly.
1: Yeah, you can't just knowing you can't go up even if you wanted to.
0: That's, I think, where I would start to feel a little claustrophobic and it really would be messing with me. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So uh yep, met CJ Graham. He was fantastic. Uh so yeah, what did we do at this point? I think you and I went and got some fucking food and just got like I don't know, spent what, $150 worth of appetizers?
1: Yeah, and we only got three appetizers. <laughs> so after that we met up with uh Patty and her friend Chase at the bar there and pretty mm-hmm. much just hung out there for for a while and then all the stars started coming in because the convention closed.
0: I'm like, Oh shit, everyone's here. So it's like Tony Todd's eating dinner like in the corner, you got like all the girls from Terra fire there get their own table. uh I'm checking out Courtney. no big deal uh and then you have Alex Vincent walking by almost tripping. uh who else we had? We had uh
1: William Forsyth sat down next to us
0: yep he he's just fucking Having fucking Corona, yep and. It was crazy. I'm just looking at all these people like, I've seen y'all, all of your movies, all of you. Like, this is crazy. It's yeah, just, it, was, uh, on.
1: it was nuts to just, yes, yeah, be sitting next to people of that caliber.
0: Yeah, I was like a little starstruck, but at the same time, I'm just like so overwhelmed with what is going on right in front of me at this bar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is happening right now? We're in the middle of frigging everything.
1: Yeah, so then like we went to leave and go back to our hotel for the night, and then patty and uh her friend were like dude keto horick is sitting at the bar right now so we're like oh fuck yeah so we, we run in and he's gone
0: of course he is and we're just like womp womp
1: yeah so then we we wrapped it up and we went back to the hotel uh edited last week's podcast in the hotel and that got some shut eye and then i went back for day three
0: yeah day three um day three we were kind of bitches on that day we were a little lazy a little tired but we did have two things that we wanted to at least do. We wanted to do the panel with C.J. Graham and Tom Morga, uh, the Friday the 13th panel where you wanted to hear them talk about that shit. And then we also wanted to see the, the panel for Tony Todd. And, and also, like, as that's all done, maybe do a quick uh, lap or something like that just to kind of get it all done, you know? So, yeah, we get there. Uh, did we get there like we got there like a little early just so we made it in time for that panel for the friday the 13th panel
1: well as soon as we got to the, because we're trying to find breakfast and i was like dude the closest thing to us is McDonald's, so let's just go see if anything's at the hotel yeah and then we got to the hotel where the convention was being held and they had a breakfast buffet Mm -hmm. and we were so fucking happy we found this so we sit down and like have a nice breakfast and yeah as steve said we hauled ass to the jason lives and uh new beginning panel
0: yeah but what we didn't uh mention though is the ghost of jose mangan
1: why is he everywhere i I swear to god he's fucking haunting us the whole time we were there
0: the whole time everywhere we went he was there i'm just like dude is this fucking guy following me or we just somehow coincidentally ending up in every single room that he's in
1: Like, he's at the table next to us when we're eating breakfast. He's in the hallway when we're outside, like, saying goodbye. When we left, he was staying there. Like, everywhere we went, he was just there.
0: Yeah, he was just there. I'm like, all right, this is weird. Everywhere, everywhere. It was very odd. Also, I thought he was going to be shorter. He's pretty tall. He's taller than I am somehow. Yeah, he's a tall man. Yeah, I could have swore this guy was five foot one. Just by every photo that he's in, he's always bent over and doing, like, the devil horns. I, I'm I, thinking this hate, is going to be a short ass guy. I hate that guy so much. What is it, all the tap out gear he wears?
1: <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I don't know. He I just don't know. Me. It, it
0: just. It just looks like it is. You know, it's got like the foil and stuff like that. Like the gear that people wear, like the townies. And they go to their bar and they're like all dressed up uh, with skinny jeans and trying to look real cool, real tough guys. So I don't know. They're like those kind of people you see at uh, fucking local town bars. And they're always the ones that cause all sorts of trouble because you just so happen to look over their girl. And you're just like, I was just like looking at the room and seeing what's going on.
1: Yeah. I forgot to mention, the first thing we did after breakfast was we went over and we met Leo Boise and Jenna Connell, and your girlfriend wasn't there yet. No. But we wasn't. were we were talking to Jenna Connell for 5 or 10 minutes about Deadstream.
0: Yeah. I was like, no fucking way. Because you had a shirt on. Costume. I did. I had a rare Deadstream shirt. I don't think a lot of people have that merch, you know? So to get it and for for me to just be walking around and people go holy shit what the fuck is that you know especially jenna cannell who was the lead in terrifier and also she was in terrifier too but had kind of like a small portion at the very end where she gave birth to art's head that was
1: her and renfield which i didn't know until then that i didn't
0: know that yeah i didn't know that either she was actually one of the people in the um the abusive relationship anonymous uh group Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no idea. It just didn't even dawn on me.
1: So like, like we're talking to her for a while, and we end up getting our photos with her, and then we went and fucking Leah had a line. Luckily, the line moved quick. God. Um, then we got to meet her, and then we go to take a photo with her, and we got photo bombed.
0: Yeah, some random drunk girl just got in the way of this photo. And was like, oh. Uh? My God, I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah, and got it on photo. I think it's on her Instagram, too. You can see it.
0: Yeah, that's legitimately what happened. It, we're not exaggerating at all. She came in just right in the middle of everyone and, and just throwing her arms out like, oh, my God. And then she's <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think she was excited to meet Leah Voicey too. So uh, I thought that was funny. But then, you know, we got our photo and all that. We all had a good laugh out of it.
1: Yeah. And then we went and um, this was actually before the CJ Graham and Tom Morgan panel, but we went to the panel after this and um, then we piggybacked the Tony Todd panel, which, oh my God, Tony Todd is a goddamn gem, dude.
0: Dude, I could listen to him talk all day because of that, just that deep, soothing voice. I actually watched Candyman last night because I was like, I gotta watch this again. And his voice is just so Monstrous. It's so unique. And hearing him talk about his life and how he started off in theater and how uh the director of candy man was like i want to have him as candy man and he really put himself in the line to get tony todd and of course we all know tony todd fucking killed it in that movie
1: yeah i was surprised he didn't really talk about the bee stuff because i think it's like well known that this the stuff he did with bees in his mouth in the movie those were real bees
0: wild i watched it last night uh and i saw like the bee part I mean, I saw it before, but it just kind of, now I have like a different perspective on it. I can watch that and go, holy shit. Those are a shit ton of bees like in his mouth and all over the actress he's with. It's just crazy. Now, supposedly those bees don't really bite, but the fact of the matter is he had a bunch of fucking insects in his mouth flying around and he's making out with this girl with them. That's well, insane.
1: It is, but like, I remember watching or or listening to an interview with him a few years ago about that stuff, and I guess his agent had worked something out with a movie production company that he would get a certain amount of money for every time he got stung. That's the only way he would agree to do fucking real bees.
0: That's a great idea.
1: Yeah, right into the contract. I don't, obviously, money numbers weren't disclosed, but like, yeah, that was part of it.
0: That's a great part. Uh, I mean, what is it, probably $1,000 every sting? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, why not, man? Yeah, fuck it. Whatever. I don't know if he got stung or not. Did he mention about getting stung? Yeah, he
1: did. He got stung a bunch. I didn't know also until this panel that he does voice work for a lot of like different cartoons and animated stuff and even video games like the whole he's playing Venom in the upcoming Spider-Man 2 game. I did not know that.
0: Oh, I could see that all day with that voice.
1: He said it, and I was like, God, it makes all sense now.
0: Yeah. He could definitely be Venom.
1: And he did announce that he has signed on for the next Final Destination movie. I don't know how he was able to do that with with the whole strike thing going on, but he did okay. uh, kind of drop the bomb on us there about that.
0: Maybe it happened just before the strike. So if it happened before the strike, naturally, you may be, might be able to talk about it a little bit.
1: He did kind of tell us, like, uh, the plot of the movie, and he's like, I hope I don't get in trouble for that. So, uh, yeah, Tony Todd panel, uh, that ended about 2 p.m. Sunday afternoon, and then I departed and went home because I had an hour drive home, and I don't know how much longer you hung around, but...
0: Yeah, I honestly hung out for maybe another hour after that not long i kind of just did another scour of the main room where i just kind of walked around and took in the sights because i like people watching and i met some cool exhibitors um there was this one guy who was doing uh like custom resin stuff and he was selling these crazy ass magnets and there mm-hmm. was a there was one for uh mars tax, the head for one of the aliens i was like oh that's so cool he's like that's 50 dollars, and i'm like i don't know if i want to get that magnet
1: <laughs> it's not it's, cool anymore
0: no it's it's cool-ish, but it's out of my price range at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I walked around a little bit. and I went and checked out the Ice Nine Kills uh, Museum, I guess it's called. Yeah, they just got uh, props and stuff from all their music videos uh, for, like, the horror stuff that they did, which I thought was cool. It was a uh, cool little setup that they had going on. Uh, they had, like, a podium where, uh, like, the boots from one of their videos was, like, spinning around and stuff. It was cool stuff. Interesting. But Yeah. After that... Same thing. I just went home and uh, just took it easy. But uh, Corey, what do you give the convention as a whole?
1: I'm gonna go ahead and give this five out of five dead kids. Um, I think even though it's only the second year of the festival, they got their shit together. I think all the guests they booked for the most part. I think only two dropped. Uh, it was it was obviously Tom Savini, and there was one other one. I can't remember what her name was. Um, I think it was um, it was very well put together, um, organized well. They they were super nice to us about the press passes and helping us get in there and get our names out. and I can't wait to go back next year.
0: Yeah, Uh, I'll give it a five out of five as well. I thought it was a great time. I had a lot of fun, no hassle, other than that one kid who was like, you have to go to the back of the line. But that was redeemed in like five seconds after the girls in front of me were like, he was here.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we were able to like meet celebrities and like i've even got ballsy and handed some of them our business cards that you had made yeah so i gave one to alex vincent um using it
0: as a coaster at the moment
1: yeah right he's got his fucking course light on it or some shit probably uh some random guy walked up to us we were able to give our cards out to several different people uh i think i gave one to cj graham i would love to get him on the podcast yeah he's very active on social media so maybe we can reach out to him i was i follow him on instagram now
0: oh do you okay i was trying to find him on uh twitter but i couldn't get him
1: yeah he's he posts all the time on instagram so maybe that's something we can look into
0: yeah maybe we hit up his dms there yeah who knows maybe we can make it happen maybe we can get some uh celebrities on this thing and our movie podcast now turns into an interview podcast i don't know i like review movies though but we wanted to do something different this time
1: well i mean like if we get cj graham on here maybe we can do his movie while he's on the podcast
0: I like that idea. We just review their movie as they're uh, with us. It would almost be like um, documentary, not documentary, uh, film commentary. Yeah, Yeah, mystery science. Yeah, like that. Or, you know, how they do on Blu-rays, they have the director commentary, all that stuff. But I like the idea more of mystery science theater style. Let's do that. So uh, I had a great time. I will definitely go back next year if they have another next year, which I don't see it uh, ending anytime soon. It's a fucking great way for Ice Nine Kills to sell a shit ton of tickets and merch, so I don't see them not doing it again. Uh, All the fucking people that we met were great, some better than others, obviously, but overall, great time. I love going. Who knows? Maybe next year we'll be exhibitors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. And I already I, I think there's really no question that uh, there's going to be one next year because I was talking to their social or their their PR person. And they were like, yeah, we can probably do it next year. We just have to wait until a few months before
0: the show, which there you go. It's confirmed, basically. Yeah. Unless something changes, which who knows? I think uh, when you have a, an event of that scale, it's not something that's thrown together last minute. They're probably already planning as we speak.
1: Yeah, I think they're already in the planning stages and we'll probably get an announcement very soon at least the dates and location of next year.
0: Yeah, same place or maybe even bigger. Who knows? Maybe like, you know, every year things just get bigger and bigger and more organized and all that. So see what happens. You know, who knows? Like I said, we become exhibitors. We have our own table. Uh, We don't charge people for fucking autographs or photos and shit. We just get high
1: fives. Speak for yourself.
0: (laughs) I want that money. Yeah. We'll just sell merch. That's what we'll do. We'll sell merch. Okay, fine. Well, I'm down for that. Yeah, I think that'll be good. So, all right, everyone, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Facebook, X, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Leave us a five star review on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure, and be sure to tell your friends. We're also a part of the Shining Wizards Network. Be sure to visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They're an awesome podcast network ranging from wrestling to heavy metal and horror. So definitely check that out. There's a lot going on there. Visit 30ScreamsOrLess.com for all previous episodes and transcripts that go with those episodes. And if there's anything you want us to review, send us an email to 30ScreamsOrLess at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Use that hashtag 30ScreamsOrLess and we'll talk that way. And of course, buy our merch, damn it. Because we need to make money. And we need to pay for fucking hosting costs.
1: Guys, our hosting costs are exorbitant. Like, we need that money.
0: Okay, everyone. With that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams of Less. And don't forget to drink your beans.